Hi, this is Walter Erschmidt speaking, award-winning author on the book on Superyacht Sales. But today we are not talking about Superyacht or sales because I have a guest here. I am very honored. Her name, Nicole Cowley, and she's not just a woman. She's not just a business woman. She's more. I wasn't sure if I read it right or not, but when I read it, it was something like she's doing everything. And I asked myself, what the hell is she not doing? And that's why I want to give the introduction right over to her. But first, hello, Nicole. Welcome here on the show. How are you? I am great. Hello, Walter. Thank you so much for having me. Now let's get directly into the topic. Tell us a little bit more because I don't really know what it is. Everything you do, you do so much. Let's just, let's just, let's get started. Let's introduce yourself. Tell us what are you doing? What a great question, right? And it, it does seem like I'm doing everything at the core. I've always done sales at in one way or another. Um, and basically, long story short is when I met my husband, he is a teacher and a high school basketball coach. So I moved from the big city of Indianapolis up to rural cornfields of, you know, northern Indiana. And in that, you know, searching for a new career, found that I was really overqualified or underqualified for anything that was around here. And obviously, you're very limited as you come up to rural America. And this was... Um, about 10 years ago now. And so if we think about it, that was really when things were changing online, right? We were really starting to become this social media online world. And honestly, I just kind of thought to myself, like, what can I do with this? So there's not an opportunity within, you know, my 20 miles, but there is opportunities in the world. And I opened that up and I started, you know, reaching out to people and reaching out to family members and just talking about looking for this new opportunity. Um, didn't exactly know what it was and got connected to a software company. And um, I've been doing it for seven years now. I'm in EHR software sales. And then from there, I mean, it started out as a commission only, you know, software sales, as we know most sales are. And so I coupled it with starting my own digital marketing company um, and started bringing on consulting clients and coaching clients in order to, you know, really have that financial that you need while you're building up your sales and you're building up your clients. And it's just turned into the last seven years have been like my dream life. Honestly, I love it. Um, so Predominantly, I'm in sales, but I do a lot of different things from digital marketing to software to I also um, very much into a beauty counter, which is safer, healthier, you know, skincare um, and face products. And it all really does go together because I work with a unique, um, you know, niche market of holistic healthcare providers predominantly chiropractors. My aunt and uncle are both chiropractors. So that was kind of what opened that door. It's been in my life, my whole entire life. So I totally understand it and am all about is what I was just talking in the call before this, you know, there's prevention and there's cure and as much as we can do on the prevention side. And so everything I do kind of all just kind of serves that inner niche and I love it. So yeah, I do a lot. And I don't know if that made any more sense to you, Walter, now that I've explained it, um, but it's fun. I really, really enjoy this world where we can create and do just about anything. So it seems to me like you are 
this kind of women who can just handle everything like family, business, husband, household, changing places you live in, also going to other other places in terms of markets. But how do you how do you do that in terms of time and energy management? Because you are also in the healthcare, and taking care of the skin also has something to do with how you feed yourself, how you treat yourself. Mm-hmm. How how do you handle all those different topics in, on the one hand? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, in the last year, not as well as I have in over the past five years, right? So the pandemic has definitely thrown a wrench into it. So prior to pandemic season, it was really about being very rigid with my calendar and with my schedule. And one of the things that I truly believe in is in almost everything, quality over quantity, which is funny. I say that because I'm doing so many things, but ultimately it's like when it's my kid's time, it's my kid's time. When it's me time with you to be on this, it's this time, right? So really staying focused in that moment of whatever that task is um, and staying rigid with scheduling those things out. Now, the last year has been so wild because you can't schedule. There is no, and it's always like a kid will get sick. You know, things always get thrown in as wrenches, um, you know, especially when you're a mom and you're trying to build a business. But this year has just been, you know, a, a kid's been home on quarantine every week, <laughs> whether the teacher or they were cross-traced or what have you. So that's been challenging to navigate. And it's opened up me to understanding exactly that value that I just said quality over quantity. And so right now I'm in a pivotal point where I'm really starting to hone in and looking at those silos of which ones serve me and serve my clients to the highest value and starting to put, you know, more attention, more focus there and letting some of the attention and focus go from some of those things that aren't serving the highest value because ultimately you can't do everything. You can't do everything. You can't have everything all at once. You have to pick and choose sometimes. Um, And so I think as a mom and as a business owner, it's prioritizing those things very, very well. So this prioritizing stuff, is that something that is somehow in your DNA or have you learned that while you were growing up and also growing in your business and your personality, or what is that, what is the origin in your perspective? Yeah, so it's so interesting. I'm having this conversation right now with some fellow kind of parenting friends. Um, I grew up very hard childhood, you know, just very much. I had, I grew up an adult, like I was born an adult. I had to be an adult very quick. I had to, you know, survive basically. And so I think when you grow up in survival mode, that's all, you know, and so I survive. So every day is about prioritizing that survival. And it's so interesting. I say, I am talking with parents and stuff because now I'm raising my kids and my kids very much live what I would call a privileged life compared to the way I grew up. But I want to make sure they still have what you were just asking about those inner, that fight, you know, that, um, you, you know, you survive and then you thrive. And so that's kind of that, uh, pathway that I went on. And I just want to make sure I set my kids up for that as well. But Mm -hmm. It's so interesting to like give credit to it because what I went through was not okay and not good, but also it made me who I am, right? And I like who I am. (laughs) 
I believe you. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a hard pill to swallow when you say, I don't like the trajectory of how this happened, mm-hmm. but I took it and I made the best of it, you know? And this leads me to an interesting question as well, because those different kinds of lives that you have had and now your children have in a certain somehow protected area and very well maintained, everything is okay so far. So would you also say that it makes a difference whether or not a child, when it grows up, has difficulties to solve where there is no one who really can always come and say, okay, I'll do it for you. What makes it now more different or difficult today when parents like you are wealthy enough to, to give a print or proof to the children that it is part to live that life, but nevertheless not forget on how to come or how to get there. It is really hard. And that is exactly what I am uncovering and really trying to figure out the best way because, you know, if my son asks for something and I say no, um, it's like, well, why? We can go out and just buy it, right? Why can't I have it? And so it's really teaching those values. But yeah, I mean, when I was growing up, I just didn't ask for anything because I knew the answer. Like I already knew going, so you just didn't ask for anything. What I really am focused on right now is, you know, one thing, and this is especially, I did an interview yesterday. We were kind of talking about that. And in that interview, one of the things that I was really trying to uncover was, building that real thick skin, right? And so you can be your authentic self and be comfortable in that. And where I think my kids are going to thrive is that they have that support to be able to go into this world and be themselves and know they have my support no matter what, you know what I mean? And so that's one thing that's been challenging for me is you're always second guessing, even though you move forward and you overcome it and that, you know, that mind over matter, but there is that like imposter syndrome that always slightly sets in not having some of that support system at the core. So I think the good thing with my kids is that's where I really try to focus is just supporting their dreams, their aspirations, you know, whatever that may be. Now, obviously with things, that's where we're, they're like, I consider them spoiled because I didn't have any of the things that they had, but it's, they're good kids. Right. And so it's, I don't want to say earned and the fact of like, they need to work for everything they have, but they need to respect the things that they have, respect the fact that they're able to have those things and kind of understand that. And my kids are so little right now, six and two, that those conversations are just starting to open up. Absolutely. And how do you implement those experiences and this know-how into your daily business? Oh, that's a great question. Um, So in my business, you know, the biggest thing is I focus on the quality of service that I'm providing my clients, what I found, and I've bought a lot of programs and I've bought a lot of things and I've done a lot of things. And there's a lot of things that um, promise things that maybe aren't exactly there on the other side, if you will. So I really, whenever I'm setting up or I'm making a sale, I really, really believe in that product that I'm using or like I'm using it or I've seen the efficacy of it um, and really have confidence in what I'm delivering, um, you know, to the person on the other side. So I think that's my biggest thing is just the integrity 
-hmm. of what you're serving, what you're selling. Like if I'm in a coaching call with a client, I'm going to come very prepared for that. You know, I'm going to have researched them, researched where they're at in their business, looked at all of our previous client notes. You know, I want to be up to date and up to speed. And I just want to give that highest quality. And I think it goes back to me wanting to be, um, have the up level most of integrity really kind of because I didn't have that growing up. So it's realizing how important that is and how much I want to make sure that exudes out of me. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Makes sense. Now, chiropractors are one kind of clients that you have, right? Yes. And how, how many percentage does that make out of your client's basket? Oh, a lot. 90%. Now, as you know, that I'm very close connected to the yachting industry. And of course, there are also people that work there and they perhaps sometimes need also a chiropractor. I hopefully don't think or don't hope too much, but they are. Now, there comes the question, what makes you different to other people that make your service the same or similar thing that you service to the people? Why should I choose you and not somebody else for my services that I need? Absolutely. So number one, we are going to get more chiropractors on yachts, right? That's a big goal is that more chiropractors are going to be very, very successful because that means they're seeing more patients. And I truly believe in chiropractic care. It's something that's just been a part of my life, my kids' life since they were newborns. And honestly, I think that is what sets me apart um, from many other people that are working in the chiropractic industries. I do have a passion and love for their art and their trade. Um, this just doesn't sound good when I say it off the cuff, but like, I don't like touching people is the only reason I didn't become a chiropractor. Um, and my husband will say, no, that's true. Like I have to beg for a hug. It's nothing personal. I just have that weird human um, interaction, but I would be a chiropractor, would be all about the chiropractic industry. And since I'm not, this is my way to serve that and to really push that forward. And so I think when you really believe and not only believe, but know what your audience does and know that value that it impacts into their client lives, then you are able to support and serve at such a different value and such a different level. And it's not to say that everyone doesn't, you know, understand that relationship, obviously. Um, but again, you know, it's just the conviction of it. Okay, cool. Makes sense. Absolutely. So I should actually refer you to the yachting industry of wherever I am. Or to the people so who are the, the chiropractic. <laughs> absolutely. It's so funny. Before I met my husband and kind of moved and started in what I'm doing now, I was really looking at I could sail on yachts around the world. <laughs> so when I was 28 and single and, you know, kind of figuring out what exactly I wanted to do with my life, I was deeply researching the yachting industry. <laughs> It hasn't disappeared, so it's still there on the market and they think stronger than ever and it will become even more stronger. And mm -hmm. that thankfully somehow interestingly because of the corona impact, because people like to escape more and more and rather to invest into a bank, which is not as certain as it used to be. And so the decision to be done to invest more in the yacht seems to be a, a way that those people can afford to do. So I also typically, and of course, your industry will be impacted as well in this area, in this market, 
So perhaps also there is really some things an opportunity there to step in someday into, into that market as well. Absolutely. And now when I go back to your particularly entrepreneurship, what in your perspective is more important for yourself to be an entrepreneur or self-employed in this, what you do and why? Um, yeah, really an entrepreneur. And I think an entrepreneur, when I think of that, they create their reality. They create the existence they live in, if you will. Uh, entrepreneurs, self-employed, what have you, they all are very similar in nature. But when I say entrepreneur, it just gives me that inside that I'm creating what I'm going to live. And I like that. I like the fact that, you know, I'm not living under somebody else's rules with a ceiling. You know, I, I want the ceiling to be unlimited and just want to be able to grow within that. And that's what I love about, you know, entrepreneur is you don't have those caps, right? It's as hard as you can work is, you know, as hard as potentially you can succeed on that level. Now, based on that connected, how important do you think is coaching in your market? So important. So I've never had my own one-on-one -on -one I've paid them just coach, right? I have done the group coaching. I have done the mastermind coaching. And I just actually stepped into a new kind of weekly group coaching program. Right now, I'm actively positioning myself to get to a point where I can hire the right coach because they're not going to be cheap. I already know they're not going to be cheap at all um, that can work with me to get me to that next level. If I look back and I say, is there anything that I did wrong or anything that I would do different as far as when I started my company, when I started my LLC into today? it's hire a coach. And I tried to work with partners, like I'll get this partnership or I tried to kind of get closer, like have these deeper client relationships where this client pays me more, but then I'm working more one-on-one -on -one with them. And it's like this, not a real coaching scenario. It's like, I'm looking for mentors in all the wrong areas. Right. And really have I had a business coach from the beginning to just bounce ideas off of. And a lot of times it's even just giving you the okay to do what you know you need to do, right? It's like, should I do this? Yes, you should. Okay, I'm going to go do that. Whereas you'll sit there and go, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I? And so I just think a coach can help you run so much further. It's like they're sitting there, you know, giving you water the whole time you're on the course. And so I think that's very important for so many business. And I think it gets a really bad rep. And I think a lot of us try to do everything on our own mm -hmm. and you can't do it on your own. And to have somebody, you know, two minds is always better than one. And so to have somebody to be able to listen to what's inside your head, understand it, and then help you connect those pieces that maybe you yourself haven't connected is just invaluable. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And well, it, it's a sort of a shortcut in terms of, of experiencing something that you can avoid steps that you shouldn't do and are not necessary to do if you have a coach who tells you either way, which way you want to go or should go. And also, to, as you had mentioned, give certainty. If you have a 99% certainty, but this 1% missing certainty can have an effect in your behavior, in a sales mm -hmm. process or in a, in a process as such anyway, 
Uh, I think that's that's very helpful if you are somehow also back up to with the coach. Is that what you want to say? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Cool, great. Well, we are coming slowly to uh, time-wise to an end, but if you have anything to say to the listeners who either way start a business or newly in a business, have for a long time already a business, but want to go to the next level, what would be your advice? Well, it's ironic because we just touched on it, but honestly, it would be to hire a coach. Don't skip that part. Um, and if you're not there, like right now, I know I am positioning myself to be able to hire a coach. Like that's my next big goal. I know what I want to spend. I know who I want to get. Like I, I know those pieces. Um, so I would say spend a good majority of your time finding somebody that knows your industry, that knows your business, that has integrity that you could trust. Um, and it's also, you know, we we have blinders on and, you know, we get these ideas and they say, and I've heard this, you, know, you shouldn't fall in love with your idea or fall in love with your product or your service, but it's so hard when you create it, it becomes your baby. And so sometimes they can see things in the peripheral that you didn't see that can just be, like you said, it can shortcut you not making so many mistakes or adding things in that need to be in there type of thing. So I, I definitely think my biggest advice is to not skip that step or not overlook um, having a coach. And it really, it's a support system, having that support system to, you know, um, not really handhold you because really it needs to come from you. I think when you sit with a coach, you should have the questions, you should have good questions to know and to ask them. But like I said, to be able to up-level you to that next stage. Awesome answer and very high value in it. Now, one of the most important questions that I wanna ask you right now is, if people wanna reach out on you, how do they find you? Absolutely, so uh, at Purdue Nicole, um, P-U-R-D-U-E-N-I-C-O-L-E, uh, can find me anywhere at Purdue Nicole on Clubhouse, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you know, whatever your, I say social media of preference is, right? Your social media of choice, whichever that one is. Um, you can find me there. I, I Digital marketing, what I found, like I said, when I started is that our world is so interconnected. There are so many opportunities through these apps, TikTok and Clubhouse and Facebook and don't write them off. They're huge, incredible tools for your business. And I would love for you to connect um, with me on any of them. I would love to chat with you. Cool. Awesome. Well, that was now from Nicole Cowley, the information. And you have seen some links to her connection opportunities like websites or Facebook. So everywhere in this interview, you will find some information about Nicole. You won't miss her. And I just want to make sure that you think not only twice, but only once and make a decision to get connected with her because she's so valuable for you and you can learn so much from her. And if you want to have a coach in her market and in the sales as well, there it is. Nicole Cowley, thank you very much. It was a really an honor being with you here on this show. Thank you very much. Thank you, Walter. It was so great to connect with you. And we will keep in touch anyway, also with you listeners and viewers. And I wish you, wherever you are in this world, a great day, stay safe, 
stay away from what you shouldn't be too close and hear you and see you next time. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.